please rise. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. During the holiday season, the culture and church typically shares a commonality. Christians eat festive foods with family and friends. We shop for presents and send out cards. The church decorates to celebrate God's spirit, and the stores do likewise for the spirit of spending. Musical arts of secular stripe offer cheerfulness right alongside the sacred carols sung of Christmas. This is the way it's been, at least in my lifetime. You might remember a different kind of culture, but that's kind of the secular and the church working side by side over the years. And yet, the canceling of activities and smaller celebrating, as we know, shared last year by all of us has now swung life rapidly apart. Christians and the church this year were left in the dust. Here's what I mean. Lights came out at some homes early in November, if you've been paying attention in Wabash. Holiday music already heard at stores in October. Who knows, frankly, when gift buying began, but I can tell you this, Black Friday was way late to the game. Revving up for the holiday, holidays has taken a whole new meaning for the culture. We cannot follow along so easily as years passed because the church comes first, as it always does, to celebrate this, a new year. Did you think about that today when you came to church? It is a new year for us. Not a new year based upon man's understanding of time, I know that. At the start of a new church year, an order stands out distinct from the culture. Matter of fact, I got back from seeing my folks. I ran into church this morning, and I had to go and change out the book up here we use for the readings because the readings aren't coming anymore from the Gospel of Mark. They're coming from the Gospel of Luke. I had to make sure that was put up here. You see, Christians begin a new year, and then we enter into the Christmas season. The difference between years of life in this world is about counting. So, Happy New Year 2022, right? While the church year takes on a cycle of faith, continually celebrating of God for us in Christ and all that that means for this whole new year. The culture grasping at Christmas way earlier Seemed to me kind of eerie. 
And frankly, it tells us something is missing. A certain kind of desperation that's just just not going to fill it up no matter how much you try to get stuff. A new cheer-cheer brings the answer, though, and it runs by a different calendar. The missing piece is Christ. And he comes to share his right as Savior and Lord for us of the cross. And so Palm Sunday, as you know, is typically an early spring text for Easter Sunday. You heard it today, so it kind of makes it sound weird. But there's a purpose. It sets a unique tone for this first Sunday of a new church year. God steps into these old, cold months of winter with a particular conviction of love as Jesus rides into Jerusalem, right? The missing piece is Christ the precious word. Before starting his procession to die in Jerusalem, as we know, God spoke before he acted. And this was a hopeful promise for those with ears to hear it. Two disciples received this blessing by what Jesus said to do. But it was not what any had planned. Going to strangers to retrieve a young donkey must have felt awkward. Nevertheless, faith in Jesus' word trumped their doubts, so they did it. And they went up, and they went away and found it just as he told them. And they were able also to speak when asked, and their answer did what he said. In accordance to Christ's words, the Lord has need of it. The person must have known Jesus. And so he gave it up freely. But no matter how much people try to turn up the holiday cheer, there is no way to cover up the tough times many see and feel. It doesn't have to be just COVID pandemic times. It could be any time. God tests our lives. And naturally, we're found to be a sinful people, or ourselves a sinner. Our strategies and man-made comforts quickly dismiss God's word as it works by its own authority. Plenty claim faith. Plenty claim Jesus. Plenty claim whatever they frankly want these days. But where does it stand in relation to his living and active word? Does the word sound foolish? as getting a young donkey or giving an unexpected answer to strangers in these strange times. God, by baptism, as you know, marked our foreheads and hearts with the cross to hear his saving word all the days of our lives. And so Luther says this, but faith is of the nature that it does not judge nor reason what it sees or feels, but what it hears. It depends upon the word alone and not on vision or sight. For it is not possible for those not to be offended in Christ who walk by sight and feeling and do not adhere firmly to the word. Loyalty as a Christian as one of the baptized, is to leave behind how we want to look at things or feel the way we want to feel about them, but to hear what God says. 
And since this word has come, carving a road out of the cross or to the cross, the mess created, no matter what it is, of sin, death, your troubles, the seriousness of whatever may be of these times, Satan himself cannot dismiss from us God's care. The new church here prepares us then also with the missing piece of Jesus and he brings his righteousness. This makes our way rightly first, as you know, with Advent before Christmas. It's to glorify not a season, but the Son of God who became man and dwelt with sinners. And it's to celebrate his presence as we heard it. Recorded by St. Luke. And how do they celebrate it? It had an attitude for the year that we've been given. Today, you've heard it, the attitude. It's to say, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And if you've noticed, you have to say, wait a second. I thought it was peace on earth, like the angels sang to the shepherds in Bethlehem. Peace in heaven sounds to be going in the wrong direction, unless it was to be that Christ's righteousness, his perfect relationship to the Father reigning above, was to change everything for a not-so-peaceful world. This is what his disciples saw that holy week in the judgment of their Lord. The baby-born king in the manger was made to be crowned by his cross. And so no matter how disrupted this life can be, even when the day is drawing near, we can say, peace in heaven! Because that is where the saints dwell in faith, and that is what is fit for you who believe in Christ alone. Advent leads us to repent and believe the suffered and death of God's Son makes all the difference for Christmas. Without this righteousness, this holiness, this salvation may write for us in Jesus, anything less leaves us with false deception over our works or to have a deep despair over a sinful world where the culture is already at full steam in its celebration, as you know, and shopping and songs, the church takes the longer way around with humility. To finally arrive at the manger is to praise and glorify the only righteousness God brings forth for humanity in Mary's child. And this is why we can sing such praise around the Lord's Supper. As the psalmist said today, Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face. Where do you find God's face? Well, yeah, it's in your neighbor, it's in a Christian brother, it's in Holy Communion, where you see Christ's face given and shed for you. When Christmas arrives for everyone, something for many will be still missing. The righteousness of Christ, his perfect love, rescues us from a peace we want so badly, but will never come by our hands. Praise the hands of a baby born ready to handle for that binds the cross.
unaware, you know this, are unaware of it, and are swept away into the culture and all its doings. There should be no surprise at the frustration and opposition, maybe even more so this holiday year, against the gospel. The same happened on Palm Sunday. You heard it today at the end of the text. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Set them in line. Get with the program. This is the way things need to be for our community. This is what the Pharisees were telling him on Palm Sunday over Passover. It would appear at first the Pharisees got what they demanded, didn't they? They crucified Jesus, set it up just a few days later. And this not only quieted his disciples, but also brought a shroud of sadness upon their lives. However, Jesus is the missing piece that none, we know, will silence or shame into submission. As he boasted to the Pharisees, even before his shameful death and sacrifice, what did he say to them? I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. This happened with the splitting of the rocks at Jesus' crucifixion. It happened when the stone rolled away from the tomb. What happened what God, was God's Son came with words of life to heal the hearts of those, to bring back into them life of the witness of his disciples. As the coming of Christ draws closer, now I'm not talking about Christmas, but as it draws closer, his last day, demand, demands will grow all the more to predominate, and, to predominate and not like the peaceful, you know, songs of silent night, holy night kind of stuff. Hostility is still there, both in and outside the church, like long ago. Silence and shame are becoming the norm. You might know that better than your pastor, as you're dealing with a secularized culture and families. But the difference today is Christ already bore his cross. The gospel continues to make its way, doesn't it, to the ends of the earth. Our Lord comes again, not a, on a cult. No, he comes through communion and the word he brings, but we know this. He comes again on clouds of glory as the judge. Rather than a stone rolled away from the tomb, here's what you get to tell people. Creation is even crumbling apart to proclaim the truth of God's Son. St. Paul puts it this way in Romans chapter 8. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Creation is bringing something forth that Jesus will bring. A new heavens and new earth. A home of righteousness. A not to grasp at Christmas like the culture. It's going to kill itself. And you do not need to die with that kind of a culture. We have an eternal celebration that remains in God's Son. The missing piece is Christ. And he completes more than a puzzle but rescues us from our perils of sin 
and brings a mighty deliverance. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.